Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right, then. Good day to all of you. We're here. We are ready to roll. This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. I'm here with Rich Barron, my partner. Yep. I'm Mike Bailey. And we've got an exciting and very interesting topic to discuss today. We talk a lot about leadership. We kind of bug leaders and encourage them and let them know that, you know, there's more that's expected of them, the more that they can do, more skills, more character development that they can go after. We can assist them in all that, help them become leaders that really lead, that really make a difference in their own organizations, particularly with the people that they're leading. And today we're going to be talking about it uh, a little bit different, change a little bit in terms of, you know, if you want an example of a really poor leader, poor leadership is, we've got it. It's right there, right there in front of all of us. Yes. What is poor leadership all about? There could not be a better lesson, perhaps probably uh, in decades, Rich. Yep. And it's been decades that we've had this kind of just terrible leadership. So let's start with that. What do you got to say about this whole thing? Oh my gosh, you know, it's it's interesting. This is this is a controversial subject for certain. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you look back if you look at the Gallup polls, the way the United States has been viewed by other countries uh, over the past 20 years. Uh in 2002, we reached the highest it had been in decades. It was 79%. That's what the world how the world viewed us. Since 2002, it's gone further and further downhill. It hit the bottom in uh, 2008. It's climbed up a little bit, a little bit, not much, went down. And now at uh, 2022, we're at 48%, which means the majority of the world, by, by a slim margin, no longer views the United States favorably. And what exactly does that mean? And where did all that come from? I, I think it's, it's you look at the leadership. That we have, and it's you know, is it is it Republican, Democrat, is it left, right, is it uh, he said, she said? But I think, well, I, I'm not going to say I think. If you look at the current statistics in the world right now, current statistics in the United States, highest inflation rates in 40 years, gas prices through the roof. You uh, you know, have you been in the grocery store lately? It's it's absolutely ridiculous what the cost of just your basic staples are milk, eggs, bread, those sort of things. Those, those things that a lot of uh, younger families and everybody that are are really struggling 
to now make ends meet again. We just came out of this this period where you know things were really were were relatively good. Money was cheap. Things were good. You know, interest rates were low. The the the, the economy was improving, and now we're, we're struggling. And and why do you why would we say this, Michael? I mean, is there one particular person we can look at, or is there a group of people we can look at? Or is there an entire, you know, process that's, that's creating this? You know, b- bottom line is is simply this. The leadership of the United States is AWOL. It is absent without leave. It seriously is. There is no transparency. There is no true value there anymore. Remember, Michael, remember back in, in, um, when uh, 9-11 happened, okay? I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was in my office uh, at work. Um, people started talking about this. We had a TV in the in the break room, and we had a TV in the conference room, and we were in there, and we were watching, and we watched this unfold live. And it, it was it was it was heartbreaking. It was sickening. It made you angry. It was just, you know, what what's going on here? There's so much confusion. And I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theories beyond that. But there was a time that immediately followed that. That in my lifetime, I have never seen so much unity from the people in the United States. Now, you know, conspiracy theories aside, whatever you want to call what happened with 9-11. Fast forward to now. We hate each other. People hate each other for the choices they make, for the politics they, they have, for the media, for are you left, are you right? You know, are you for this? Are you against this? Are you a Trump supporter? Are you a Biden supporter? Regardless. And it's, it's, it's hate now. It's absolute hate, but you have to go right back to the leadership of the United States. There, it's it's AWOL in every aspect you look at it, and it is pathetic. I don't have another word for it. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Use that word. It's heartbreaking. It's tragic. It's uh, it's bitter. It's sad. It's aggravating. It's it's a lot. A lot of things come out of that, and you do got to take a look at some level about leadership. Leadership is very much responsible for this. Leadership is very much responsible for the lack of leadership. What's going on right now? Um, leadership is, is expected to have this vision, a vision that invites and encourages and draws people in to a single focus about not only where we're going, about who it is that we are. We, are. we talked about this, the stories. It's the stories that bring us together. It's not just the intellectual concepts, the paradigms, you know, it's not just that it's, it's this story of who we are. We've lost that story of who it is that we are. We are. Yeah. And we also lost, and sad to say, uh, the capacity to think critically, just to think objectively. Uh, a lot of people's emotions have just simply been hijacked. They, they lack the ability to think critically and look at things, look at facts and deal with the facts and instead, they just make up their own stories. And it's a it's a sad, heartbreaking place to be. Leadership must have this sense of vision about how to bring people together. 
They must be able to communicate it authentically. They must be be transparent about it. They must, yeah. you know, if there's been mistakes, let's look at the mistakes. Let's go on and what do we do from here? How do we grow everybody from here? Not some. Yep. And that's one of the problems that we have in our leadership now. Some are doing well and many are not. And the ones that are doing well seem to have a lot of the communication channels, have a lot of the me- lot, lot of megaphones. Yep. Um, they not only say what it is they want, they demand what it is that they want. And then they put everybody else in a position of putting them down, shaming them. And it's, it's, it's terrible because again, if you, you take a look at great leadership, this is not great leadership. This is just the c- complete opposite. The vision they have is horrible. It's a horrible vision. Although though they yeah. claim it is a great vision, you cannot you cannot lead a a, com, a a country or even the world and say fundamentally that the the place that we're taking you uh, probably about eighty percent of you it's not it's not going to work. It's not going to work for eighty percent of you. And in that process of so called transitioning, there'll be a lot of hurt. There'll be a lot of damage. There'll be a lot of you know hard stuff. People are willing to go through hard stuff if there's a real payoff, if there's a real outcome that is worth it. People have paid yeah. tremendous prices to come to, for instance, to the United States, the price that they've had to pay to cross oceans or travel across lands. And, you know, just to be able to be in that country where that's free, where they have the rights, yeah. life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all those kinds of the right to own property. Yeah. Uh, they're willing to do that if there's something that's worth it. This leadership only offers pain and suffering, and there's nothing really good that's going to come out of it. They can't show it. They can't demonstrate it. So they have to lie about it. That's the other thing. If if leadership is not honest, is not authentic, is not forthcoming and giving information and sharing the, what's going on, the development and where things go wrong and being willing to correct those things, if they're constantly obfuscating, lying, deceiving, it's obvious. I mean, you cannot follow that because eventually the facts come out. The real details of the story start emerging. We see it, as you said, gas yes. pump, baby formula. can't find baby formula, which is interesting because most of the other world has baby formula. But for some reason, we didn't. Uh, even in our health care, it goes on yeah. and on and on and on. And so if you ever wanted to see what not to do, this lack of a real vision, a lack of effective communication, a lack of really laying out a plan that they're implementing. They, they keep everybody informed on how to keep everybody together. The stories that we're going through this process, the positive effects that we're going through, just the progress that we're making and uh, where it is that we're going to end up in a way that brings people all together. That is all the things that they do not do. And instead of bringing the sense of direction and order and unity, they bring nothing ongoingly except chaos, confusion, lies, deception, without one ability, one iota of ability to take ownership in anything. In a lot of ways, when you take a look at it, that's like a three-year-old or a two-year-old who just can't take responsibility, who's always having right. some sort of rant or upset or, you know, call the terrible twos a tantrum. It, it just seems like they're, they're, they're always having tantrums, always upset, always unhappy. There's never they can never be happy about anything. And of course, then they can't tell the truth. So what do you do? What, how, what, what is it that people do that find themselves in that kind of situation? What do they do, Rich? You know, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. You, you, you talk about vision 
And yeah, coming out on the other side. We're going to come out on the other side of this okay. And, uh, you know, it's hard to see that vision right now because it's not being created for us. Now, we, we talk a lot about this, Michael, as as organizations go, as a CEO in an organization, as, as they choose to act, the organization tends to follow them. Mm-hmm. So same thing with the leadership of our country. You know, the country's in, in bad, you know, I, I, w- I want to say it's in a bad way. I, I love my country, Michael. Uh, I truly love my country. I'll tell you what, a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, my father passed away and was buried with full military honors. And if you could, if you could have seen that, pulling into the cemetery in the hearse, lined with, with military people with flags, and the full flag folding ceremony and the, the, the 21 gun salute, the whole nine yards. And I think there was a time when, when people truly had a vision of what they, what this country was going to be. Even through tough times, there was a vision. This is where we need to go. Whether we agreed with it or not, there was a vision. This is where we're going. You don't see that now. You see, you see anger. You see Pointing fingers, you see blame. No, this is their fault. You know, it's not our fault. We can't, you know, we can't take take this. And so, for the young people, uh, you know, that uh, looking for the future, they're the ones that uh, you know really truly need this vision, this vision of where I'm going to go, this vision of who I'm going to become, and part of this country. Let me tell you a little story. You, you mentioned something, Michael. I, I want to go off on, on something here real quick. And some of my ancestors, okay? Yeah. 1866, American Congress. It was 1865 or 1866. Left Scotland, okay? It left Actually left England for coming over here. And my, uh, ans- a lot of my uh, ancestors were on that ship. Let me tell you about them, okay? So, uh, and I'm not going to put names out there, but... Uh, Two of them, their family, they had 13 children, okay? And in the month and a half prior to them leaving their home and coming to the United States, eight of them passed away. Eight died from diphtheria. Two of them they buried the day before they got on the ship to leave England. So they had 13 children. They boarded with five, okay? Now, it's interesting because as they got on there, I had another set of would become my relatives, ancestors as well. Two days before she was to get on the ship, she buried her husband for the same thing. And so she was alone with her infant infant son. They got to know each other. And over the course of time, the two infants, uh, a baby girl, and a baby boy, you know, met with these families. They eventually became, got married and whatever. Hmm. But the point is, is they had this vision. They knew coming to the United States, they knew coming over here, even though back they, they still had to get to the East Coast. They still had to make their way across the United States. Ended up here in uh, in Utah. And uh, but it was a vision. It was it was a dream. This is I was willing to go through this hardship for something better for my family. So how many of us really have that vision now? Are we really able to to put behind us these difficult times 
that we're going through and, and focus on the future. And it's difficult to see that. I, I blame there's social media, there's media, there's instant posts, there's all this other nonsense and the hate that we experience between one another, you know, just simply because of who we voted for or simply because of what we support. I hate you now because of that. I hate you. It's a sad state of affairs. And honestly, all this has been created around a political movement. It's been created around politics. And when you look at politics, who leads those politics? I, I think it's, you know, an interesting, uh, you know, interesting question. And one that's very controversial, but bottom line is, you know, it's like you mentioned before, leaders have to provide that vision and the courage to go there. Still waiting. Well, here's the deal. And you're right. That's what we expect of our leaders. And when that doesn't happen, then we have to turn to ourselves and say, well, these people don't seem to stand for much that's helpful to people generally. What will I stand for so that I can be one of those people that stand for things that uh, are helpful to other people? How can right. I be the example? Exactly. How can I be yep. The person, again, leadership, even in small ways and even in informal ways, how can I lead through a better example, a better vision, better values, clearer values, better integrity? Uh, you know, stand for what you say you stand for, say what you mean and mean it, and then go and do what you said you're going to do. Uh, it begins with individuals because it's going to be individuals that turn this country around. It's not going to be the leaders. The leaders have vacated long ago their leadership responsibilities and roles. So we've got to be the people that start at the bottom and we start working our way up by finding other great people to represent us because yes, yeah, it's, it's a sad thing to say, but it, it, there's no other way to de say it other than the government in so many ways has just become thoroughly corrupted. And yep. with corruptions, corruption comes ruin. And with the ruin comes just it's, things are spoiled. And we feel that. We feel that in so many different ways. So out there, leaders, if you're a leader, be a good leader. Be one who reaches out to people, who cares, who shows your interest in others, doesn't just tell people what to do. Be the one right. who leads the way through your examples, through your positive beliefs, the character you're developing, and and develop those skills that make a difference, that really help people out, that yes. lift people, that encourage people, that bring out the best in people. Develop those skills, develop those those character traits, and then encourage others to do the same. That's the only way to get out of this kind of a thing is by us becoming the best we can as individuals, learning as much as we can, doing the right things, and then turning around and helping other people to do the same thing, inviting them to do the same thing. Uh, otherwise, because it just all goes to pot. But that's that individual sense of responsibility. That's an important thing. Having that sense of, you know, I can do something. I may not be able to fix it all, but where I am, where I am, uh, is a place for me to start. And starting with me. Starting uh, with me. Person, yeah. And then reach out to the people and encourage them, help them. What can I do for you? What, what, what can we talk about here that might be a, a benefit to you right now? Absolutely. And one thing I, I want to add to that, Michael, you, you talked about serving others, being a servant leader. Mm -hmm. 
developing those skills that allow you to be a servant leader to help others, you know, and leave a legacy, a lasting legacy that's going to continue on building on that, that foundation. You know, here's the thing. Hate is evil. It's evil. It creates chasms between us, destroys families, destroys friendships, destroys name it. And here's the, here's the simple secret is you don't have to hate somebody for what they believe in. It just simply means you don't agree with it. It, does, it doesn't mean it's an automatic reason to hate. Think about that. If we were to serve each other more and become and develop those true leadership skills that allow us to be servant leaders, you know, where, where's that going to get us down the road? And like you said, Michael, it starts with us. Right. And it can be, it can be act. Hate is something that's generally pretty active. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's got an anger to it. It's got a rage to it. It's got a, a force about it. It's, it's enmity, you know, one person against another person. There's another yeah. level of that disconnection that we have in society. That's indifference. We just don't care what happens to you. We don't care what happens to your neighborhoods. Yeah. We don't care what happens to your family. We don't care what happens to your people. That, that, that just that indifference, that coldness of heart. And so it's sometimes it's hot and it's hatred and other times it's just really cold. It's indifferent. Both of those are antithetical to creating a great society, to creating a really wonderful, thriving neighborhood and, and f- friendships and organizations. None of us can afford to hate and none of us can afford to be indifferent. That we yeah. just don't care. We can't. We can't afford that and expect us to be able to stick together as an organization, as a team, as a as a neighborhood, as a community. None of those things. We've got to be vitally interested. Not not putting our nose into other people's business, but just looking out for the welfare of people. So you find people, you know, leaders as you're out there that have a lot of anger, a lot of rage. Got to see what you can do to kind of settle them down. If, if you, how you yeah. can help them there. On the other hand, if they're just cold. And they're indifferent. See what you can do to engage them. You can't have hate. You can't have indifference in your organization and expect it to succeed. You just can't. You got to either pull them out or do something or help them find a better way to go for themselves. That's what leaders do. Leaders sometimes have to make tough decisions. And sometimes they have to talk. They got to talk to, uh, you know, up the ladder. We talked about leading up the ladder. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing in the world to speak truth to power. But, you know, because everybody wants to be I'm part of the team, we're part of the team, we're part of the team. Well, sometimes being part of the team means being able to speak truth to power, but do it in not an emotionalized, histrionic kind of a way. Uh, rather do it, you know, with the facts and figures and with a sense of uh, goodwill and camaraderie. I'm just telling you, yeah. it's because this is not good. We need to take another look at it. We need to work this thing through. All those things, you know, when you really get down to it, it's like I was saying, it's like these two-year-olds having rant, you know, temper tantrums and rants and stuff like that. It's just the opposite. If there's ever been a time for people to learn how to grow up and be adults, they become their best, be their best, behave their best. This is that time. Because if you, you go the other route, the other route is very, very dismal. And uh, it's it's a horrible vision. It's a horrible outcome they seem to be seeking. So don't be those people. Be the people that's got a smile on your face and a can-do attitude and 
get engaged, reach out to others, and let's, uh, let's take it to a better place. Absolutely. So, and the one thing about leaders, they have to step up. I don't care who you are. Step up. Do your job. Do your job. And learn to do it better every single day. Every, every single, single day. day. A little bit better, incremental, you know, just a little bit at a time. Yeah. That's what it is. And use those critical thinking skills <laughs> when it comes to listening to those leaders. Because I'll tell you what, have you ever seen these guys that uh, might say something, these leaders, no matter who they are, and suddenly you get all these people coming out of the woodwork. Oh, that was, you know, great. That's a great comment, sir. That was really good. Or, you know, I really love that. It's like, dude, do you really read what he just said? <laughs> those kind of things. Critical thinking skills. You know, let's let's really, you know, engage some of those. So just throwing that out there for food for thought. <laughs> That's right. Then reach out to other people and see how you can start connecting. That's right. Yep. All right. There you go. That's our wisdom for today. Take it for what well, it's yeah, and once again, we are at the end of a uh, excellent uh, controversial subject on mainline executive coaching ACT, but it's one that we needs to be discussed. Leadership across the board needs to be discussed. No matter who you are, no matter what level, developing those leadership skills and developing them and continuing to develop them every single day is critical to the, the country, we need great leaders, critical to the world, critical to your, your organization, critical to your families. The list can go on, yeah. but just do it, and we can help you start. Absolutely. Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. Go there, and uh, let's let's book some time, and let's talk. And uh, who, who, who we got a shout-out to? Is it, you know, just planet Earth today? <laughs> Who is it? You know, I want to sh give a shout out today to the people in Sri Lanka. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We do have really, some good followers there. They're going through some really, really tough, ugly times. Yeah. And uh, they've just kicked out their president, I think, and vice president. And uh, there's uh, they've sent them down a road where they don't get the right kind of fertilizer, so they can't grow the crops. Farmers are out of business uh the, the people there are just really really suffering and you know we, a lot of attention is on ukraine right now another terrible terrible mess over there our hearts go out to them uh we don't hear too much about sri lanka and uh our prayers and our hearts go out to sri lanka as well yes. as to the ukraine absolutely excellent choice for today so once again take care of each other and uh, until we see you again it's Rich and Michael. We'll talk to you soon. All the Take best. Take care. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you 
and take care.